0: Turn to Psalm forty eight. I'm not holding my breath, but I got potential uh, we got some potentially short term good news this week. Uh which word word has been given a lot. I don't mean much, but kierma has got a job tomorrow morning, at least until December. Uh, so we're thankful for that provision for a little bit. Uh, If it holds true, we'll tell you, we'll tell you at 9 a.m. Monday morning, (laughs) keeps, keeps going back and forth, don't it? Limbo. But I'm thankful uh, for that Lord's provision if he sees fit. Um, Here in Psalm 48, I was looking at working on a message out of Genesis 42, Jacob's brothers. I told you that Jacob, there's nothing recorded that Jacob did wrong. I've said that, faithful men throughout time said that for a couple hundred years. I can go show you and show you written down. And then people contest that. And I said, Well Jacob, his brothers came to him. He didn't he spoke Egyptian, where they were speaking at the time. He didn't speak Hebrew to him, and he spoke harshly to them. Is that good? It was good. <laughs> Does the Lord speak harshly to us? First time you hear, you're a sinner. You hate God. you're rebel. That hurts, don't it? We are wicked. We are not righteous. He is not wicked. He is righteous. He died for us. That's heavy stuff. That hurts. Don't it? Boy, how how much we received double. But I was working on that all day. And I thought, alright, I've got it done. I'm going to work on Psalm 48. And I was looking at verse 14. And I thought, well, I can't just jump to verse 14. And I thought a lot about verse 13. We have a commission here to do something I'll sit around and talk about doing something to do something I have a job too and I thought well I can't just jump to verse 13 and 14 without telling you the good stuff leading up to it so after I typed a couple notes we're going to look at it for both hours I think it'll be good here beginning Psalm 48 verse 1 if you have a heading to it it says a song and psalm for the sons of Korah this a song this is sang they sang this and to the believer, we're going to look through this, and this is going to be such a sweet song. And you know, someday we'll sing it, it's going to rhyme. Would that be something if it just rhymes so well? And that just adds to it. Though. But even as we see it without it rhyming. Oh, it's a song, we sang it. And here's what it begins. Here's the first thing. This comes first. Great is the Lord. Psalm 48, verse 1. Great. Is the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Lord of hosts, the self existent one. Great is the Lord, comma, and that comes first, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. One of the old writers said a prophet, the prophet was very, uh, the prophet began very properly in praising the king of Zion before he enters upon the praise of Zion. He praises the king first and foremost before he praises that place that he's in, that place he's established for us. He says it's always comely, it's always good, it's always right to bless the God of our mercies before we bless God for our mercies. I hold that for another day. That was a long time. I didn't know if I grew up underneath the gospel. Is that do I have a head knowledge? or have a heart knowledge. Do I come here because it's what mommy and daddy does? And that's all I've ever heard in my whole life. And then I was talking to my pastor one day, and I said, it, God needs worship. To whether it, it don't make a difference what I am. If he if he's right to send me to hell, and if he does, he ought to be worshipped because that's who he is." That's God being merciful to somebody and teaching them something. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? Praise Him first. Bless the God of mercies before we bless God for our mercies that He's given us. If we really love the gift, if we really love the gift, if we really love salvation in Christ, how much more are we going to love the gift giver? Do you get that? Not the idea, not five points of Calvinism, not some doctrine, not a theological standpoint. If we love the gift of salvation, boy, I tell you what, you're going to love Him. You're going to thank Him for it. He's great first. And then we praise Him and we thank Him and, and everything else He's done is great too. That's a good time. man. That's a good song. That's a good thing to whistle, isn't it? Verse 1 again. Beautiful for... Or, I'm sorry. Verse 1, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, the mountains of His holiness. Beautiful for for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the great city, the city of the great king. It says beautiful for situation. And I thought about providence. Does that mean that whenever you see Him as great and you praise Him and, and you're thankful for the gift giver and the gift that you're providence is beautiful that was horrible well yeah but god meant it for good he purposed it all of a sudden that's beautiful isn't it yes it means that everything's perfect just as it should be and as experience goes through like you pick up a heavy weight you start lifting heavy weight it's a burden and it tears your muscles and it hurts but i know i want to set that weight down and gravity's going to keep it all take care of instead of me I know that, but the pain's still there. It still hurts. I understand those things. And it's a beautiful thing. These trials, Lord, us. But the Hebrew word here for for situation, it means elevation. Elevation. Beautiful for elevation. The great city of the great king, it's elevated, it's exalted because it's His city. Not it's got gold and rubies and all these things that man thinks is important. It's His city because He's there. That's why it's elevated. That's why it's elevated. He's there. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Verse 3, God is known in her palaces for refuge. Those people that live inside of that city, they know God. And they know Him as their refuge. That's how they know Him. There's a lot of things mankind will say that God's known for. And I don't care to waste my time listening to them. Well, I know facts about this. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? And, or whatever man can float off in his own mind and come up with. The inhabitants of his city, his people, people in his kingdom, they know God as their refuge. We camp out there for a couple of hours. We need a refuge. I'm the manslayer. How about you? You need a place to run? You in trouble? You offended a holy God? I know him, and I know him as my refuge. You do too. You that know him. You that are sinners in need of a city of refuge. He's known as that. He's known as a city as a refuge. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. A refuge. He's the provision. That refuge provides for us, right? it's Protection for us, doesn't it? Everything we consume is inside of that. Life is inside the refuge. And that's how we know Him. We know Him as a refuge because we need Him. We die without Him. And I thought this too. That's the means, Him being our refuge, protection, provider, everything, is the means that we know He's our refuge. He did that too. He brought us into that city. And He revealed Himself to us and showed us our need and showed us His mighty sacrifice and that He's the mighty God that did it all. I want to sing that. I don't care if it rhymes. I want to sing it. Hum it all day. Verse 4. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took a hold of them. Upon them, and that pain as a woman in travail. Those lowercase K kings. I thought of those philistine princes that sought David. They're in Second Samuel five. A bunch of kings gathered together, all in princes, and they chased him. We're going to search him out. And those Ethi- uh, Ethiopians they saw Asa, and those Moabites they- and Jehoshaphat. And throughout time, this has happened a bunch, has not it? Our enemies, your enemies. Whether it's Time or a wounded body or whatever, it, family members or whatever it is. Our enemies, it seems like they just compass us about. You, know? you look at that, and that's an enemy. i ain't going to pay attention to my enemy. Well, there's another one? Okay, I'm going to look west. <laughs> well, no, not to look at They're all around us. Everywhere you turn. The other day, I thought, that's it. My dog's sick. I'm just going to take her to the vet. And they said, it ain't good news. I'm <laughs> compassed about, isn't it? But... When they see the Lord's people, they don't run away. They don't run away. When they see the great King, when they see Him who is our refuge, that's when they run. Look at verse 5 again. Notice the italics. It says, They saw it, and they so marveled. And so they marveled. That's And saw it, and they saw, so they marveled. When they saw Him, and they were troubled and hasted away, and fear took hold of them, and pain, and as a woman in travail, Thou, speaking of Him, our King, our refuge, Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish in an east wind. That's from His mouth. It's just in a word. As that Spirit moves from the east, when the sun rises, it moves. And it breaks the ships of Tarshish. The distress of the enemies of the Gospel. They feel it, and a lot of times we feel the same way, don't we? We experience it. We feel it. That chaos, we bear it. They're described as kings and armies circling. They're described as the pain of childbirth. It's described as navies of a great country coming. Not just a place in Spain and not just where Jonah was heading. It's and Nineveh. But just a mighty force that we're no match for. And none prevail. Whatever it is, whatever's stacked against you, nothing's prevailed. Nothing's prevailed. Look at verse 8. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. See, Stop and think about that. Pause. Pause. As we've heard, so have we seen. He said He's going to do something and He did it. And then He said He's going to do something else and He did that. Over and over again. We saw, we've saw, we heard and we saw it in the city of our God, and He will establish it forever. I thought of those disciples of John that come to the Lord. They said, you him and we look for another. And the Lord listed those miracles, didn't He? I always try to touch on this. What was that last miracle God said was a miracle? The poor had the gospel preached to them. He was preaching the gospel to them poor ones. And He said, go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. You've, you've heard about this and you've seen it. You've watched it. Not Do we stand on our experiences and cling to experiences. We cling to the one that sends the experiences. But like he, He's gave us a pretty good track record <laughs> we can lean on. What you and I heard that we have seen also. What are those things? His promises. Not one's failed yet. Not one. His Word. What his word says. People don't like it. People don't want to hear it. <laughs> they won't, They refuse to, to accept the context of what his word says. Natural man does. But I read that and it, it, that's right. I know it's right and he proves it to me again. It's right. We'll look next hour. But that, we, we quote some things. and like, If you look at that the other angle, it's right that way too. That Word's majestic and perfect, isn't it? It might be very simple, something the Lord reveals to us in His Word. I mean real simple. I'm thankful. Thank you. If He shows I mean, just a just a little bitty thing, just to chew on and think about Him today. Don't that make you happy? Isn't that good? I thought of the fruits of the Spirit. Things we've, we've heard about and we've seen. The fruit of the Spirit's love. Have you heard about His love towards undeserving people and unlovable people? That's me. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Joy. joy. Not as the world thinks it's a good time riding a roller coaster. His joy. His peace that He gives. That contentment. Thankfulness. Have you heard about that? Have you, have you seen it? I want to see it more. Peace. Peace, peace, I, I give you not as the world gives, as I give it. I've heard about that. You've seen it. Long suffering. What's that mean? Suffer a long time. How can I not be long suffering when I saw how long He suffered me? Today might be the day. Those will save somebody this morning. This might be it. That's got to be. Gentleness, oh, like old Joseph. He spoke harshly. That was good. That wasn't harsh. They thought it was. My children think that I'm harsh on them. And whenever they turn thirty, they'll thank me. You, you older people know that. You got kids, right? Joseph's brother, brothers, grown men. He's up in his thirties, and he's harsh to them. They'll thank him when they get a little bit older. <laughs> I'm gonna keep staying after my job. He's gonna keep Joseph's gonna keep him storehouses open, and they'll thank him. Lord was gentle to me. Goodness. I've heard and seen faith. Everybody and their brother talks about faith. Well, I got my faith, and this faith and that my faith strong and I kept my faith. I've heard about the faith of Christ. The one who is faithful. And I've seen it. I've seen what I might use the, the English word faith as. Me sticking to my guns or whatever. And I saw it crumble and dwindle to nothing. And then I saw it. The one that never wavers. I've heard about Him and I've seen Him. You've seen Him. He's poured these these out on us. We see that in, He's all. We see Him as that. Uh, but He's gave that to us. That's a fruit of the Spirit. With wisdom He gave it to us. And I wrote this down and i just sat on it for 35 minutes. In perfect measure, I want more of each one of those, don't you? I want more meekness. I want more long-suffering. I want more joy. I want peace for me so I can be more peaceful with other people, be peaceful around them. He's given it what I have in perfect measure and I know it, and that gives me more peace. The fact that I don't have peace gives me peace because it's the peace He gives All that, we've heard it, we've seen it, that we may tell another generation. And that by God's grace, they see it. They experience it. Look at verse 13. Psalm 48, 13. Mark ye well her bulwarks, consider her palaces. We're here. Pay attention. Look around. He's telling you. Mark it, mark it, write it down. Consider places that, her palaces is that, ye may tell it to the generation following. Why am I here? I, you all grown-ups that I come here too, I'm here to, to feed you and help you and guide you best I can or whatever. And little people, we got to tell them. Somebody's watching. They're watching us, how we pray, how we act, how we our consistency is showing up to services, how we dress when we're here, how we talk about old experiences. Somebody young's watching, or somebody else watching. Somebody's watching. The next generation. They may be fifty years older than me, I don't know. I want to tell them. Things that I've heard and I've seen come to pass. That's their job, isn't it? Think about that. Verse eight. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, in His city, on His property, what's that? In His hand. Is that right? Has the whole time have i been in His hand? Didn't know it and I was fighting Him as hard as I could and then the Lord saves you. He's kept me this whole time. I was a rebel. I was a sheep from his fault. I hated the fold. I didn't want to hear nothing. didn't want nothing to do with it. Like that poem Boner wrote there in the, in the bulletin. And he pursued. And I heard I realized he had me the whole time. <laughs> Just blind and didn't know it. Didn't I? It was in his property. It says, God will establish it forever. Selah. He'll establish it forever. Establish. Why not finished? Is it finished? Is the work finished? You of course it is. I know that. You know that. It's done. It's finished. We're the ones trapped in time, isn't it? why do he say establish? Turn over to Lamentations, chapter three. This is this is wonderful. You're going to enjoy this. Lamentations three. The scriptures many times are bifocal. There'll be a practical or a spiritual application, or sometimes it's trifocal, depending on what phase of life you're in. And the older I get, I had to see if that was even a word. It's quadfocal. <laughs> it just, that's a living word. It just gets more, it just gets bigger. The more, more the Lord reveals of His Word, the more I see it, I don't know nothing. It's just majestic. It's amazing. He's going to have to teach us, isn't he? Look here in Lamentations 3, verse 22. Lamentations 3, 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. Another way of wording that. salvations of the Lord. Praise Him for it. They are new every morning. Do you see that they are as in italics? So we can remove that from the text without doing the text harm. Okay, It's there to help us, but sometimes we can t- read it with it and then read it without it. So let's read it without it. New every morning, colon. They're going to list what is new to us every morning. New to you, new to me. You ready? Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. On his compassion, in the, co- in the realm of the compassion of the thrice holy God, Great is His faithfulness, and He shows that to us new every day. Is His mercy new every morning? Yeah. New every morning, great is thy faithfulness. Is that so for you? Since you've been given eyes to see, since you've been given hearts to understand, has the Lord established His faithfulness every morning, every day? We saying, I need thee every hour. How prone I am to forget Him. So He's going to have to establish it. didn't say I establish His faithfulness every day. And I, I dedicate 12 minutes to Him every morning. <laughs> he establishes. 346 this morning, He established His faithfulness in waking me up. I thought I was going to sleep, but thank you, Lord. I guess you wanted me up this morning he was faithful back in our text there in psalm 48 verse 9 what a privilege it is to say this in truth psalm 48 9 we have thought considered and dwelt on we have thought of thy loving kindness O god in the midst of thy temple that's a good thing to think on isn't it? His loving kindness. In love He chose us. In Christ before the world began. In that covenant of grace. He elected a people in His elect. That's a good thing to think on. Loving kindness of God. Presidential elections. Not a good thing to think on. The God of election. Good thing to think on. That's a good thought to have, isn't it? If the Lord can elect the people, I think He can handle a presidential election. Right? I ain't worried about it. When do we think on Him? When do we think on this stuff? Well, I hope I can get that. It'll plan to see the election season you'll think on Him. <laughs> in the morning, Said we see His faithfulness in the mornings, but what about in the evenings? In the night? In the middle of the night? Do we think on His loving kindness? The loving kindness of our God and our Lord only when we're in this building? You do? You only think on Him 30, 30, 45 minutes a week? Or we think on Him all the time? Here's what Paul told the church of Corinth. He said, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Which is in you? He said, I'm going to dwell in my people. I'm going to make up my abode. I'm in them. They're in me and I'm in them. Which you have of God. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. This whole... Body of death, it's His. He owns it. It's His property. That new life that's inside just happens to be housed in this. I thought them covers you get for your phone so they don't get busted up. That's all His body is. It's just a housing for that new creation that's in me. That's His too. He bought me. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Both. When's that? At work when you grocery shopping, when you're brushing your teeth. I want to think on Him. I don't a lot, but I, there's, throughout the day I think on Him. I hope you do. I want to thank on Him more. Verse 10. According to Thy name, O God, so is Thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. His praise is worthy. He's worthy to be praised according to His name. <clears throat> However high His name is, that's how much He ought to be praised. Right? Well, how high is His name? God has given Him a name. He's highly exalted Him. And He's given Him a name which is above every name. Make a name up, it's above that. Think of anything. His name's higher. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in things of heaven and earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Confession is to tell the truth. That's the truth. He's Lord. To earnestly say that now and think on Him in this lifetime, that's called salvation. A new creation in you have done that. Every knee's going to bow Every tongue is going to confess. The truth is going to come out. But to know Him now. Like we looked last time in the Psalms. My heart, it shouts and claps. You know why? I know these things. He said, Peter, do you you think you come with that on your own? He said, my Heavenly Father's taught you that. Do you know these things? God taught you that. I want to know more. I I, I, I know more than I used to. I know I know a little bit more than most folks, but I want to know more of him. What about him? I, whatever he's pleased to teach. My heart—I want my heart set on him throughout the day. I want to consider Christ throughout the day. I want to consider his attributes, and I want to consider his work and his person and his promises and his words and his life. And I water them fig trees. I think he eats, fig, he eats figs when he's here. And then I think of him being a carpenter. You reckon them tables he made was good quality? I bet there ain't never been a carpenter worked like him ever. Maybe I will go rake up the leaves. (laughs) I'm going to do a little bit harder. I want to think on him and work unto him. Look here in verse 12. Here's an instruction. Walk about Zion. Don't just sit there and chew on it. Get up and walk around and look around. Go look around a little bit. Lord, put this place here. Walk about Zion. Go round about her and tell the towers thereof. What towers? Well, that's the Lord's. Go see Him. I was reading Psalm 18, verse 2. He said, the Lord's our high tower. But we're told here to tell the towers. That means to mark the towers, to, to tally them, to take record, and to celebrate them. The Lord's established a lot of His towers in this nation. I know where some of them are. Just found out about a new tower the other day. I'm happy about it. (laughs) He set lights on a hill, hasn't He? All around this country. I want to know them. I want to pray for them. I want to encourage them. And I want to thank God for them. And I want to thank God and encourage those watchmen that sit on that tower. I want you to know them. I want you to love them. Reach out and be thankful for them. The Lord said, I have set my watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. You can get the same words out of them no matter what time of day it is. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish. Isn't it finished? Yes. And he's going to establish it in some new ones that it's finished. <laughs> until he establish it, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. God has promised these things, and I'm going to inquire of him. Keep your soldiers on their posts until he establishes children he brings them. And what what we read there in the text, he will establish forever. What he does is forever. Plum done. Looking unto Jesus, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author. In Spanish, it's alter, the author. That's the author. And then finisher is consumador. It's one way of saying finisher perfecter. When our faith's perfected. When we no longer need faith because we see Him. It's consumed. <laughs> he gave it He gave it all the way to the end. And then we're made like Him. We see Him. Don't need faith no more. Right there He is. We're with Him. Verse 13 again. Mark ye well her bulwarks and consider her places that ye may tell it to the generation following. Go hide in a cave somewhere and twiddle your thumbs till the Lord comes. No. That's not what He's charged us to do. He's given us something to do. And we're willing bond servants. I want to do something. If He says sweep the floors, I'm going to... I was talking to my brother the other day. Well, well, let me talk to a floor sweeper. Should I go from left to right? Or should I do it towards me? Or should I do it away from me? Get a push-proof? I want to learn about sweeping. He said all power is given me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore because of that. And teach all nations. That means make disciples. Go go, preach gospel to them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you. He said a lot that's recorded in this word in the three and a half years. And if we knew all of it, said the books wouldn't contain it, John said. Teach them everything. Go teach them. Who's sufficient for such things? There's a colon there in Matthew 28.20. Go teach him everything I've told you. I, who's, I can't do that. He says, and lo, I'm with you always. I'll be with you. I'm the one that's going to teach him. You just go say what I tell you to say. <laughs> How long, Lord? Until the end of the world. And then in black letters, it says amen. <laughs> I bet John wrote that and was like, amen. <laughs> Next hour, we'll look at verse 14. This one we've been talking about. I've been telling you about a person, Lord William, for the last 30 minutes. This one we've been talking about for this God, this God is our God. And it wasn't hyperbole. Old Maurice Montgomery looked me dead in the eye one day. He said, our God is God. Natural man said, that doesn't make <laughs> Oh, it makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you? This God, that's our God. How long? For Ever and ever. Forever and ever. He will be our God, even unto death. This God, the God of all power, of all providence, of all election, of all protection, the author of faith itself, the sustainer of all things, the God of salvation, that's our God. How long? Forever and ever. And He's going to be our God, even unto death. I looked up unto. In Hebrew, it means above and over. They don't just stop there. Above and over death. Because if, what if I die and then there's a 30 second gap, a, a 0.2 second gap that something's on, he ain't guiding me? I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm a goner. If he ain't the God forever and ever and the God forever and ever and the protector and the refuge forever and ever, I'm a goner. Above and beyond death.